Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas and time for another Texas Homegrown Music. Today's guest is Chris J. Norwood, who just released his new record this past Friday with the gig that he had at the Kessler Theater here in Dallas-Fort Worth area. One of my favorite venues, actually, and I have to say that carefully since my husband and I own, own another venue. But I tell you, I got to know this guy a little bit better on our interview, and I really appreciate his heart and soul, and I think you will too when you hear from him. So I'm not going to take a lot of time. I'm going to do a song for you right now that we actually did this live version for Boarded Up Music on YouTube. You guys check it out. They have reached out to a lot of Texas artists, and especially because of the pandemic, they couldn't play live, and they brought us in and did these recordings, and we just pulled this audio from a YouTube called Beautiful Thing. It's a beautiful thing that George and I wrote this past year, so I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be right back with Chris J. Norwood.
Well, we're back with Texas Homegrown Music and my guest today, Chris Norwood. And uh, I, I noticed, Chris, well, first I'll let you say hello. <laughs> Hi, how are y'all doing? <laughs> so I noticed that everything says Chris J. Norwood. Is there a specific reason why you need to put that J in there? There is not. Uh, it's very, uh, it's not very exciting. When I was first, you know, creating my websites and all that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, uh, myspace.com did not have myspace.com slash Chris Norwood. They only had Chris J. Norwood. Uh, so I went with that and just kind of kept it forever. Well, well, thank you, MySpace, for helping us yeah. out. <laughs> we all, yeah. I think we all started on that platform a long time ago. And I, yeah. I think, is it still around? I believe, who knows? Yeah, I'm sure it is in, in the internet ether somewhere. Well, it's kind of like AOL. When I see somebody with an AOL address, I'm like, dude, that was a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> that was a long time ago. They've used up their free their free hours at this point, I would imagine. Absolutely. So, um, first of all, I just want to say congrats on your album release at the Kessler. And isn't that just the coolest venue ever? I mean, I love it. I It's my... Yeah, it's my favorite venue in town. I've I've been able to play there a couple of times, a handful of times, and it's it's just and just playing there, going to a show there, the staff, just the venue, the sound, it's just the best in the city. Yeah, and, and the it's owner is a really cool dude. Really like him a lot, and and that's saying a lot for me because we own a venue as well up here in McKinney, Texas, and so uh, we talk. About I know it the a Guitar lot. Sanctuary. Yeah. Yes, and uh, yeah, and our venue is almost the same size it's probably it's the numbers are probably pretty much uh the same but we we kind of lay it out a little bit differently so we're gonna have to get you up here up here sometime too even though I, a lot of people say it's on, on their way to oklahoma that. it's actually not that far away it's <laughs> it's, it's about 30 so my miles wife and I, I think yeah it's not far my wife and i lived in mckinney right after we got married and uh we lived there uh i think the first year y'all opened Oh, so wow, I remember okay. walking in. Yeah. I, I don't know if y'all were in an old location. Y'all certainly smaller footprint, but uh, yeah, I remember that, that first little Well, how long uh, ago space. are you talking? Because we've been in our new space now um, at, for 10 years. So 2009. Okay. So I don't think we hit, we, it was in our old space. So we were in a little, you know, like yeah. a strip center front. Yeah. No, we built a whole, mm -hmm. have you been up here since? I have a couple months ago when I was playing Texas Music Revolution in McKinney, and that's okay, yeah. the last time I've been up. Okay, yeah. yeah, and so I stopped by because it was. I used to take lessons there actually. Okay. Uh, when when it first opened, yeah, I took that's, some guitar lessons there. That's cool. All right. Well, we've got you've got a little bit of uh, history here. That's that's it. That makes my interview even better, knowing that you've been up in, in <laughs> well, our good. neck of the woods and. Um, and I thought TMR went over really, really well. I, George and I spent most of our days, uh, our, most of our time at the Impact stage because that's where we were hosting and our band played and ended up was really yeah. cool because yeah, you know because of the rain we ended up having the headliners in our off our stage. So that was that was a really nice little um, treat for us. Well, I think he was really surprised at how it ended up, and um, I know the footprint really worked well with our downtown location and having all those stages all around. 
around and and I spent some time at the state fair stage as well because um, you know I, I there was a couple of people there that I really wanted to see and I and as a result I've gotten I've had a lot of you guys on the show and I'm really enjoying it I I love I love the um, concept of being able to showcase these Texas artists and a lot of them are new artists I'm not saying that you're a new artist but a lot of them are artists that don't normally get um, airplay yet and it's really nice for me to yeah. be able to introduce them to our listening audience and our radio audience so um, I'm really happy to have you on Chris and I know that you're not you're not a newbie to this you've got uh, you've got a track <laughs> record and I, I love your stuff so I, I just want to get to letting our, our listeners know who you are and what you're all about and um, I've done a little bit of research myself and found some favorites already and I can already tell you you're just a good human thank you i try to be right i you know i try to be a good human that's the first and foremost if you're not a good human then nothing else really matters like i say but well, well thank, I, and I, I appreciate you having me on i appreciate you uh, all the all the great stuff you're doing for texas artists it's it's a lot of good work and it's 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 good stuff. Well, it's um, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm I was born here many many years ago. Spent a little bit of time out on the road traveling. I came back here in the late '80s and I've been here ever since. And I felt like I owed it to my fellow musicians to give them a platform when I was given this opportunity. And so it's for me, it's a it's a wonderful wonderful way for me to give back to a state that's been very good to my husband and I and our family and. Um, I I love Texas and I love Texas music and so I, I'm I'm not gonna ever have a problem finding Texas artists I can tell you that we've got so many artists in on this in this state that do so many different genres of music and I really enjoy it so I would say that probably as much as I hate putting people into a category that um, you know Americana has kind of been used a lot. But that's probably where you land. What do you think? I would say that, yeah, Americana has become kind of a catch-all, which is, is fine. Um, I was at um, South by Southwest several years ago, and there was their Americana Association was doing this thing. And Emmy Lou said that when they, Emmy Lou Harris, uh, when she started up, they didn't kind of know what else to call it. It wasn't exactly country. It wasn't exactly folk it wasn't exactly blues or rock it was just kind of americana music and uh, you know that seems to be a good term it kind of uh, encompasses a lot of different things so I, I i take that on and i wear that wear that proudly um you know it means different things to different people but um you know at the end of the day i just i, I try to write music that hopefully resonates with people um and it doesn't matter too much to me what you call it and what genre you put it in as long as people enjoy it well, I, I really tend to like to um, introduce people, to, you know, just as a m music artist, because I don't really like to think that we put, have to put ourselves into a category that we have to stick in. It's it's really more about our message and the way we feel that we want to we want to give it. And different sounds sometimes are what's needed for a different message. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point because, you know, the way I express myself today uh, may not be the way I want to express myself on the next record. Um, so, you know, the next one I put out, 
you know, you can call it, you might not be quote unquote Americana, but it's going to be Chris J. Norwood, regardless of what it sounds like. Right. Uh, genre wise. Right. It'll still be my, it'll still be my voice and my story. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's, that's, I think that's something to keep in mind just, you know, cause most people, most good listeners, they don't just stick with one genre. They, they bounce around and they, you know, if something grabs them, it grabs them and it doesn't really matter what, what listing it's on at the record store. Well, speaking of that, um, so tell me, I'm always interested in what, um, you know, what artists in your childhood and in your upbringing did you resonate with? And did you feel, um, you know, like they really spoke to you in the, in their, in their way of, of music? Sure. So I, um, I kind of had a, a, I mean, somewhat unusual musical taste as a, you know, as a teenager, I, I was really into jazz and blues mainly. Um, and this would have been, I kind of got that from listening to your stuff. I kind of figured that out a little bit, especially on the jazz. Yeah. Thank you. Some of the, um, some of the changes that you make, are definitely and I, I say that because that's how I I mean I grew up listening to a lot of jazz because my dad was from um, Chicago and uh, up north and oh, yeah. played a lot of jazz records uh, when I was growing up so I do hear that a little bit but uh, definitely so what else yeah thank you so yeah a lot of jazz I mean when I was in middle school I, I really grabbed onto Duke Ellington and listened to a ton of like oh, early wow. early jazz like Duke Ellington and uh, a lot of the big band stuff from then. And then when I got into high school, uh, I started playing guitar. So there's this kind of, you know, different side. I was listening to more big band stuff, people like Maynard Ferguson mm-hmm. and um, uh, Don Ellis. And then uh, the guitar thing I got into was listening to, of course, just a lot of B.B. King and a lot of blues greats like that. And then obviously being from Dallas, a ton of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. Um, and I love that you say I, being from I, Dallas because I, 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 I get so frustrated yeah. when I hear people say, yeah. And then, you know, being from Austin, I you know really dig Stevie <laughs> Ray Vaughan. And I'm like, well, dude, Stevie Ray Vaughan grew up in Dallas. No, <laughs> Oak no, Cliff. no. Yeah. My sister. That's right. My sister and he graduated from the same high school, different years, but they both went to Kimball. And so it's OK. Yeah. Stevie's a Dallas guy for sure. Uh, so and that was I grew up listening to a lot of. Then when I got into college, it was more kind of, um, you know, people like Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen. Um, you know, there's that through line from jazz and blues up through guys like that even. Um, and so again, a lot of Tom Petty, a lot of Bruce Springsteen, and then um, you know bands like Wilco and uh, Sunvolt and uh, Whiskey Town and some of the early alt country bands, uh, the old ninety sevens who I'm an enormous fan of. I spent a lot Are of time you? listening to them. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's Yeah, cool. we put out a cover of... Yeah, we put I out a cover that. of... I saw that. I saw you did a cover of an club. old 97s tune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it, it's been really good to us. It did well for us. And then I actually had Ken Bethia reach out to me. Uh, we have several mutual friends. But he reached out. I was like, hey, man, I just really wanted to let you know that we loved that the Joel's version of that. So that meant, that meant the world to me that he did that. And we're, uh, here's a little, uh, well, this is, this is going to be out after the release show. So Ken's actually going to come up and play with us at the release show and we're going to play nightclub. So, uh, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I'll tell you what, 
I wish that I could have been at the show, but I um, I'm already doing something at our at our venue. But um, we're like I said, I'm going to have you up there. I, I would love to. I'm going to talk to the guys at State Fair. I'd love to do a night where we really feature a lot of the State Fair artists and just have have that them would be come so up much and fun. play. And uh, you know, I, I'm 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 real I'm a real fan of so many of them and just that organic way of um, wanting to get the music out above trying to have all the hoopla and the I don't know I, it's it's really hard for me to to say anything negative but they're about certain artists but there's to, to me it seems like nowadays there's so much frou-frou that's put into promoting an artist and I just want it's, it's just make it simple man just just get up there and play and you don't have to throw all that stuff in front in front of you you know the release and I love that about State Fair Absolutely, it seems like yeah. they've got that um, they've got that down and, and I love it so we're gonna play um, we're gonna play the title track I'm Not Cool um, right now and I, I'm just gonna have to say right off the bat I, I disagree I think you're very cool the fact that you can say you're not cool <laughs> makes you very cool to me and um, from the first time I saw you it kind of reminded me a little bit of Elvis Costello who I'm and I'm a big fan of Elvis yeah, Costello by the way and I thought you I know am well. um, yeah, I am as well I, I don't um you know, I, I grew up in a, I, I went to school in high school in a place where, you know, you had, just like every school, you had all those little groups and everybody, you know, wanted to be a part of a ter- certain tribe or a clique. And I was one of those kids that just didn't, I didn't fit into just one of them. I was like, nah, I, I don't want to be a jock. I don't want to be the geek. I don't want to be the druggie. I want to, I want to get along with all of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I, I I read a little bit about your, um, you know, how you came up with this whole I'm not cool theory. And I thought, you know what, that was, that's what makes you cool. So I and I, I can see a lot of other people feel the same way. So we're going to we're going to play I'm not cool. And we come back. I want to talk to you about um, some other things that I that I've read about. And I, I'd love to share with our listening audience Um uh, specifically the song that you wrote about your dad called Good Guy with a Gun. So when we come back, we'll Great. be with Chris J. Norwood. But right now, we're going to play his song, I'm Not Cool. And I think you'll agree with me. He's pretty dang cool just to be able to write this song and <laughs> come out with something that we can all really um, identify with. So you're listening to Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas, and we'll be right back. Staring at that sheet of white paper like the ink had disappeared without a trace So often I get lost in translation I'd rather be misunderstood than erased Some songs are better left unwritten Especially if you're lonely and it's late Sober up to do my 
So we're back with Chris Norwood, and um, and you guys just heard that song. I'm not cool, and I'm sure you agree. He's 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 cool. <laughs> he's a cool dude. You know, you mentioned to me. Uh, speaking of a cool dude, um, Bruce Springsteen. Um, have you ever been to one of his live shows? I haven't, and it's uh, a great regret of mine. I, I I really hope to the next time he comes to town. Last time he was in Dallas several years ago, and it was he was playing a show at the old Reunion Arena space um, where it was outside. And I I kick myself every time I think about not going to that show. So well, especially maybe next time he comes into town, I'm gonna be the first. Well, especially since um, Clarence was in the band still then when he when he did that show. At oh the yeah. Um, yeah, you, so you probably don't know this, but Clarence played with me for years. And actually... Um, Did he really? Yeah, and actually came and lived with us a couple of times for stints of a few weeks at a time. When we met Clarence, uh, Bruce had gone out on his own, and he had ha- actually broke up the, the E Street Band. But um, then yeah. in the 90s, of course, he got smart and realized that it's Bruce and the E Street Band, and, and he ended up, you know, putting them back oh, together. And, and w- But we had a um, close to 20-year relationship with Clarence before he passed away and um, my I'm so grateful that we went to many many shows uh, live shows and got to see him and I'll tell you what as far as artists go and and I can say this with every fiber in my soul there's nobody out there that puts on a show or any more energy than Bruce. I've never seen anything like three and a half to four hours straight I mean, and night after night when they're touring, um, it's it's amazing to it. see. Yeah. I know it's it's a really amazing to see, and uh, you can just tell that he is doing what he was born to do, and that's a great feeling to be able to to witness that. And I'm glad that I went when I did, because I'll tell you, I don't know how you feel nowadays, I, and I, I I hate to even admit this, but I don't even like to go to really big shows anymore. I'm just um, I I like to yeah. go to venues that you know are smaller, and I can feel. Like I have a little more of an intimate seat at the show, and that's why I love. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. That's why I love theaters like the Majestic and the Kessler, and and of course Art Place and Granada, and 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 I remember Caravan of Dreams. I don't know if you were ever ever able to go to any shows in Fort Worth when Caravan of Dreams was going, but that's the kind of yeah, actually. I did actually. I saw Maynard Ferguson at Caravan of Dreams. Speaking oh, of Maynard wow. Ferguson, and it was a it was a great venue and a great show. Yeah, was, yeah, I loved that venue. I did, I did too, and I'm really hoping that um, that something else will you know come out of of Fort Worth like that. I'll, there's a, there's a lot of great venues in Fort Worth. Don't kid, you know. Don't get me wrong. I love you know, and Lola's Trailer Park outside now is cool. There, there's a lot of great places out there, but um, I. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of a smaller venue. And, and I really like the style that you do because I feel like you tell people a story, but you're still very entertaining. And um, speaking of telling Thank the story, you. Um, you know, you, you've got a song called Good Guy with a Gun. And I listened to the song without knowing what it was about. And I kind of picked out that there was some personal um, reference there. And, and then I, I read about it and... Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Because I don't think that we talk about it enough. And I'd I'd like for our listening audience to hear what your take is on on this song. 
Sure. And thank you for, for bringing it up. I really appreciate that. Um, so when I was four years old, my dad, uh, my dad committed suicide and, um, obviously it's in fact, you know, impacted every area of my life, even to this day. And, um, he was an alcoholic, uh, a, a beautiful, wonderful man. Uh, but he just had his demons. Um, and so I, on my last album, Long Shot, I spent, I wrote many songs about dealing with my dad's suicide um, and just how it impacted me and, um, and then how it impacted me now that I'm a father. Um, and so my, my song, Good Guy with a Gun, uh, that kind of, it kind of came to me when uh, I, I was watching the news and Wayne LaPierre, uh, the CEO of the NRA, I saw a news clip of him standing on stage saying the only way to stop a bad guy with the gun is a good guy with the gun. And it hit me the wrong way and it hit me in a, in a negative way. And I was thinking, you know, my dad was a good guy. He was a really good guy. And he had a gun and he's, he's still dead. Um, so that's kind of what the song, that's what the song is about. And I, you know, I didn't want it to be an overtly political song i mainly just wanted to start a conversation because as you said we don't we don't talk about suicide enough and we especially don't talk about suicide as it relates to the uh to the to gun culture and just the gun uh, i'm gonna call it a gun epidemic in our in our country um 60 of uh, according to the cdc over 60 percent of gun deaths are to suicide which was a staggering number that i didn't really know until recently uh so that, that was my main thing with the song is, uh, and I don't, I asked the question in the song, how do we stop a good guy with a gun? And I don't really have the answers. The only answer I can uh, bring is to say, Hey, let's, we need to talk about this more. We need to talk about um, suicide and uh, mental health and uh, substance abuse and, um, and guns. We, we need to talk about it. Um, so that was, that was my attempt at starting. The song was my attempt at starting that conversation. Well, I, and I appreciate it, Chris. And I do agree that, um, and I, I think we've seen, um, in the last several years, a rise in suicides. Of course, there's probably a lot of uh, reasons behind that. We've certainly been going through some stuff as a, as a, as a country, sure. as a world, um, you know, we can't can't really talk these days at all without mentioning the pandemic and I, I you know it this is sure. going to be a historical event that that will be talked about for mm -hmm. decades to come and crazy that we are living in it right now right and and not realizing Absolutely. how um how really strong this you know this is but um i i really feel like the biggest issue that we have in life and in anything that we deal with is the lack of communication about it and people they get uh, they're they're afraid to be vulnerable and talk about these things and i think that it's the way to healing is for us to talk about it um absolutely my uh, i have a brother that was murdered um in gun violence and so i mm. and i and I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get political on it because I, I'm I don't have enough um, you know I don't have enough information to really just put things out there to say no to this and yes to this but I will say sure that I think it's important for us to remember that gun control is is up to us as a nation and I think we just need to be if nothing else I think it we need to be a little bit more careful about 
how easy it is to obtain a gun. And um, so I agree. I'll just, I'll just leave that it at that. Thing. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing that I was trying to get to. And, you know, at the, um, the 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 problem that I see it with with the gun is that you pull a trigger and if it's aimed at somebody, 99 times out of 100, they end up dead. And that's just because guns are lethal. You know, it's kind of a they're lethal. That's exactly right. They're a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. We just we need to, you know, open dialogue is is the, is the way forward for not just this ish, issue, but so many issues. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm I'm sorry that you grew up like, you know, without your dad, that particular dad. Anyway, I don't know anything more about you, but I can imagine what it feels like for you now that you are a dad. I think I read that you have a son and a daughter. I do. Yeah. My daughter is six and this week uh, she started first grade and oh. it was her first time going to school. So it was it's been a bit of a, a tough emotional week for her and us. Oh, my goodness. And how do you feel about that? I was telling my wife, it's it's funny that, like, you know, you you bring this child into the world and like selfishly, I I, I still think of her as like my like my I don't want to say my thing, but you know, you, uh, you, uh, you have kids, right? So I, I know uh, yeah, you probably I, know well, what I'm talking I, they're about. They're grown just, now, but yes, I've, I've, got, I've yeah. got four grown children and two grandchildren. So to like, that's, that's great. So like she's just, she grew up and she was mine and then to like send her out into the world. Uh, I had a friend say that's like having kids is like having your heart be outside of your body. And so that's what it was like watching her walk into school that first day. It's just that's my heart walking into the school to do her own thing and to live her own life. And she's no well, longer my just little. Wait until they're she's no longer my baby. In a, yeah, wait until they're moving out because we just became empty nesters, and um, it's been really, oh, wow. really. It's a, it's you know there's it's a catch 22 because there's a, the one side of it is like okay Absolutely. we did what we were supposed to do and we'd send them out into the world and then the other side of it is oh my gosh I sent them out into the world. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, abs- <laughs> right? absolutely. It's so scary. Yeah. Um, so and scary. then you have a son. How old? My son is three. Towns is my son. Uh, oh, Towns. Huh? He's loving. He's yeah, that's right. Yeah. We were a, a big Towns Van Zandt uh, fan. Isn't that funny? Our- I just pulled and out an album. Is- I just pulled out a Towns yeah. Van Zandt album is Emmy. this morning. And her name is Emmy? Her name is Emmy. We're Emmy Lou fans as well. Oh, my goodness. Look at you. Well, we've got a Layla. So, you know, my husband clearly likes Clapton. Ah, yes. <laughs> of course. So um, speaking of, of your family, I, I'm really touched and moved by the fact that you and your wife actually um, play together. We do. And we've been we met uh, in college. At, uh, we are both music majors. So we met in college and have been kind of singing together and playing together ever since. Um, and you play with your husband, too. So, you know, that it just it makes it it just makes life so much more enjoyable and that that we can share that together. It's it's fun to be able to, you know, look over to my right on stage and there's my wife. 
Well, it is. And I and I, I think that it's actually helped with the longevity of Georgia and I because um, and I, I know I know this from having a band and seeing things happen with, with couples, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like I, I say it all the time. You meet them in, the, in a club or you meet them on stage. You knew they were a musician and then you want to change them. I'm like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's what makes them happy. It's what you know, it's, it's their fulfillment. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it is really yep. nice to be able to share that, um, share that because you, it's kind of like a baby when you have when you write a song and you sing a song and you let it out there to everybody it's very much like having a child that you release to them for you know for other people to hear and enjoy and uh at least that's how i look at it and i i love interviewing Absolutely. other couples and hearing you know what their idea is behind that and if they would agree of course there are those moments where you might have had a little bit of a spat before you get up there <laughs> it seems like before the show is over we all yeah, come back <laughs> that happens, yeah. Well, that's, we just write a song about it, right? That's what you do. Speaking of writing a song about it, I, I love the song that you wrote it's called I Wrote a Song for You. Thank you. Or I wrote you a song, yeah, I, I think, I wrote is that the name for, of it. Yeah, I wrote that specifically with my wife in mind. Um, she, she, uh, we were joking one time. She goes, you know, you write all these songs about these other things. Where's my song? And so I sat down to specifically write her a song. Well, it's a beautiful song, and um, there's so many songs on this new record that I enjoy, and I, and I think I mentioned I love the fact that you you really are telling stories that I can be a part of. I, I like to you talking about your grandpa was a farmer, and whether or not that's true, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell it you that true, I, yeah. I I felt like it might be, and I love it when you said grandpa was a farmer that uh, worked every day because the cows don't take a vacation. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah, I thought about that a lot. He would, uh, yeah, he took very few vacations because, you know, farm work is, you're, you're never done. So it's, you're either planting crops or you're harvesting crops or you're milking cows or, or you're butchering them to send off to the, to the meat plant. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tireless work. For sure. Well, um, you're 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 really a great lyricist, Chris. I'm. Uh, I'd like love and mercy a lot. I love the line that says the loneliness in this world is just not fair. I think about that a lot. I'm so blessed and so gifted to have love in my life, like I do, and and feel love. And I I want so much for everybody to be able to experience that. And I know that there are some people that 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 go through life and they don't and that makes me so sad yeah. it's it's a hard yeah. it's a hard pill to swallow when i when i see the people out there that are feeling lonely and i'm always hoping that you know that they'll find love and I, so i really appreciate that song as well and i i like a lot of the references Thank that you, you talk about in movies and how we get a little bit um, you know, we get we see so much violence and so much stuff nowadays that it's almost like everybody feels like they kind of have to up the ante to to make it interesting. I and I, I, you know, that's a sad thing. And I'm sure as a dad, you probably can appreciate not, you know, uh, people not feeling like they have to do that. I just don't know where we're going with all of this. With so yeah, much, yeah, so much out there. Yeah, well, having kids certainly. Uh 
having kids kind of changes your perspective on things. And that song, Love and Mercy, is actually is actually a Brian Wilson cover. Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Yeah. Just I've always loved that song. And um, I just I felt like I needed to include that on the I've been playing that song a, a whole lot more in the last couple several years. It's it's meant a lot to me. Well, I, in fact, I just watched that biography movie um, about Brian and it, you know, that's another situation. You just don't know what people are going through. You have no idea sometimes the front that people put up. But um, I think it's like it's one of those things I said, we just need to talk about it. We need to be good humans and we need to invite people into our world and and try to let them be a part of um, of what we are experiencing, because we're all doing the same thing. We're all just trying to find our journey and make the best of it. And hopefully we can glean some good things out of it. And I'm certainly gleaned some good things out of you already just from your music and and our conversation. So we're going to play good guy with a gun. And so if you guys are just listening um this is the texas homegrown music show and i've got my guest chris norwood who just released his new record called i'm not cool but i'm gonna say it again he's very cool and you need to buy the record it's it's incredible he's also got another record out called long shot and we'll talk about that um, on our next segment but right now we're gonna play good guy with a gun by chris norwood and we'll be right back on texas homegrown music with yours truly maylee thomas hid from the little ones And daddy was a good guy with a gun He liked to fire off a couple rounds To take the edge off when life would get him down A couple shots he could never stop at one Daddy was a good guy Daddy was a good guy, always did the best he could. He'd do anything to protect the ones he loved. Daddy couldn't save himself and there was nowhere else to run. Daddy was a good guy with a gun. But how do you stop a good guy with a gun? Like an empty bottle or the end of a line The pain he brandished had only just begun And daddy was a good guy with a gun So who's gonna save us now that he's gone? We're doing our best to try and carry on A single mother
Cause I know I missed you once again You asked me where I've been, my friend Well, I've been around the bend And back again and here again I missed you, friend, I fear It's just that I've been on the road For half a hundred years Hills and dales tell many tales I've heard them all, my friend With Willie, we've been back and forth The road, it never ends From Bakersfield, like Buck and Merle, we've lived a hundred years. I tell you, friends, I've seen a lot in half a hundred years. Five times ten or ten times five times two makes quite a sum. Half of that makes fifty years more, so it's been quite a run. So start the jam, roll one up and ice another beer. Tip my hat and raise a toast to half a hundred years. Get me wrong, most y'all would agree The fashions change, they change the game And then the locks don't fit the key There's nothing to be feared, my friend No need to shed a tear It's just, I never thought I'd last a half a hundred years I watch the same sun burn the sand Melt the mountain snow I sailed the seas and felt the breeze That only sailors know Played the king, seen many things that often bring a tear. You'll see a lot if you hang around for half a hundred years. Five times ten or ten times five times two makes quite a sum. Half of that makes fifty years old. It's been quite a run. So start the jam, roll one up and ice another beer. Tip my hat and raise a toast to half a hundred years. Yeah. Half a hundred years. Mm. Might catch up to Willie one of these days. you guys recognize that voice. That's Ray Benson and the Sleep at the Wheel, their new release called Half a Hundred Years. They have just celebrated 50 years on the road of um, playing music. And I don't know if you guys heard my interview with him a year ago. He had just gotten over COVID and they were really bummed because they were looking forward to their tour to, you know, to really celebrate these 50 years. But now they're going to be back on the road. They're releasing this new record in the end of October. So you guys be sure to check that out. So again, asleep at the wheel, Ray Benson. Well, we're back now with Chris Norwood and, um, Chris, thank you so much for doing my show. I really appreciate you taking the time out. And uh, uh, it's not like you don't have a lot going on. Um, I know that uh, <laughs> I know that you're getting ready for. Uh, I think you mentioned you have a Dallas, a little mini tour going on in Dallas, Fort Worth. Tell me about that. 
I do. So, uh, start October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Uh, on the 1st, we'll be at Mass, Main at Southside in Fort Worth. The 2nd, will be at Andy's in Denton. And the 3rd, will be at Three Links in Deep Ellum. It's going to be me, Brandon Cowley's band, and then Brandon Pattier from, from San Antonio. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, very cool. So, um, a trifecta, people. So, if you, if you want, you can go to all three if you live in the DFW area or pick out one of those places. And I, you know, you've got Dallas, you've got um, Deep Ellum, and you've got Denton. And if you haven't been up to Denton, it's a great area, great music city, and uh, lots of cool little places up there. And so, so make a trip up there. It's definitely worth it. Um, so, you're going to have, uh, does your wife play with you every time you play? She does, yes. So you're spending a lot of money on childcare, right? <laughs> hey, yeah, fortunately, fortunately, we have grandma and grandpa that live pretty close by. Nice. See, we didn't we didn't have that um, luxury when I was when we were playing so <laughs> many gigs, and um, we we would laugh because our band guys would you know we'd be, they'd be like, man, you guys work so much because we were working day gigs as well. And I was like, yeah, because all of our money yep. from the from the gigs are going to our babysitter we were playing gigs from um that was back when you'd play three hour shows and, and you didn't start till 10 o'clock so um oh, by yeah. the time we got home those babysitters were racking up some great money and the kids were already asleep an hour <laughs> and a half after we left so things were things were yeah, good I, those are easy gigs for them oh really easy gigs um, so I'm going to, I want to play, it's going to be all right. You want to tell me about that song? I love the, I, I love the feel of this song. I love the harmonies. I, it's just one of those kind of songs that makes you feel good. And, and it's a, it's a remembrance to people. You know, sometimes we get so caught up in whatever it is that we're going through that we forget you're going to get through it. It's like, um, it's, it, I tell my kids all the time, I know right now it feels like the world's coming down, but I promise you things are going to change. Tell me about what was the you know, you. impetus for this song. Yeah, I, so I started writing the the song uh, after my daughter was born, and it was I was really writing it to my wife and to myself. You know, those those first couple weeks and months when you after you first have a baby are so hard, a lot of sleepless nights, and um, you know diaper changes and bottle feedings and all that. And it's just tough. And it, uh, the days go by slow. So, uh, it was, I was, I started out just singing that just as a way to kind of, like you're saying, remind us, Hey, we're, we're this, uh, this is only a season. It's going to be all right. And we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to get through this and it's, we'll be better for it. It's going to be all right
enjoyed the show today as much as I did. I really, really love this job, and I want to thank again the Guitar Sanctuary and Tupps Brewery for making it possible for me to really reach out to all these Texas iconic uh, musicians and some new musicians, as you know. I've had so many new ones on, and I really enjoy being able to share their music with all of you. So I'm going to close the show today with uh, something that I found scouring through old YouTube videos, and this is actually not too old. It was um, recorded, I believe, in June of this year with Shelley King and Carolyn Wonderland, two really great singer-songwriters out of Austin. And Carolyn's been out on the road with John Mayall. She's getting ready to release a new record. So you guys be sure to check that out. She's going to be on the show as well in the next coming month or so. We've already been talking about it. So this song is called Welcome Home. I hope you enjoy it. And I, uh, I hope that a lot of you are enjoying life. And be sure to give back because you get out of life what you put into it. Peace out, everybody. Love you guys. Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas. See you next time. your soul leaves your body for to make that journey home When your time here is over And you sang your last sweet song You prepare to meet your maker Will your heart be pure and good Did you try to help your neighbor Doing everything you could Did you reach out to your brother In his time of need Did you live a life of kindness Sowing every little seed